Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, welcome to Between the Reps with... Out, Brooke, <laughs> Gina, and Devin. <laughs> uh, Brooke can't join us. She is uh, traveling. So when she gets back, she'll fill us in on what fun things she's been doing. Um, she's actually, she's on her way to Southern California to the CrossFit semifinals to cheer on a friend of hers. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I'm so irritated with her. <laughs> Cause I was supposed to go, Why? I was going to go. Oh. And then I decided not to last minute because I was like, well, I've got the wedding next weekend. I've been going, going, going. I probably shouldn't just go and like just spend money for no reason. And then I find out she's going and I was like, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen you, but yeah, it's just how it works out. Um, well, I can tell you that it was super last minute. I know she told me that, but yeah. I'm, I'm still going to pretend I'm mad at her. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, really pissed off. Pissed off. Um, yeah, pissed off is most people's good side. <laughs> <laughs> am I just like you're the sweetest pissed? I am off not the sweetest. <laughs> God damn it! I'm not sweet. <laughs> I like her. My hairdresser Moni. She always says that to me because, like, I'll tell her about like things that have happened with you know, like an ex or like a, you know, one of the kids' moms or, you know, like some awful story. And, and then I'll like end up defending them. And she's like, you're just too nice. I'm like, I'm not being nice. I'm just, I'm just trying to be a, a, a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
trying to look at it from all sides. Yeah. And angles, I'm like. just, I'm yeah, I know. I know. It comes from my mother. Yeah. She fucked me up. Mm, I, well, <laughs> I don't think being, you know, fair and trying to look at things from, from both sides is necessarily fucked up, but okay. Well, it, it, uh, sometimes I just would love to be comfortable with being mean. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cause you're the same way, Devin. I am. I you're am. the same way. There, there, you know, I talk a big game to like my friends and family oh, yeah. and stuff, but if, when it comes to like confrontation, I'm like, so you know, this is how I feel. This really hurt my feelings. Oh, you don't care. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Fuck me then. Bye. It's called doormats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's some good, there's some good and some bad to it. There are, there are. Yeah. But anyway, okay guys. So we, we were on it. Uh, I was talking to Devin yesterday and I watched this documentary shocker um, that really kind of like it kind of hit me kind of hard and so I was telling Devin so Devin you watched it last night yeah I did Mm -hmm. and so I kind of wanted to talk about it and it's like more it's definitely like a heavier subject so if you're like nah I just want to laugh then probably just turn it off now yeah (laughs) um because it is a really serious subject and the documentary that that we watched was called um victim what's it called now Victim suspect. Victim suspect. I was like, not survivor. That's not right. Victim Victim suspect suspect on Netflix. Yeah. And so, and you just watched it last night. So do you want to kind of give a synopsis of it or do you want me to do it or? Um, no, I'm happy to do it. I, I do want to preface, uh, this conversation with my own, like quick little disclaimer and feelings. Um, this documentary dives into uh, sexual assault victims and the process that they go through um, once they've reported it. And it this this particular documentary focuses on when victims are not believed and they're accused of filing a false police report and um charged with that and subsequently sent to jail or you know have to do probation and um she looks at the reporter looks at the process and the lack of processes for an education for law enforcement in these types of situations and my little preface is is that Um, I have so much respect for law enforcement officers. I have friends and family that are in law enforcement. And I, I really do believe that the majority of people go into it to, because it is a, it's, you know, a noble profession. It's something that they can do within their communities that will provide a living for their families. And I don't think that I don't think that people go into it to try to do harm, at least most of them. Um, I do think that there is something within the culture that shifts the mindset um, when you have a little bit of power. Um, 
But I do think that these men and women are thrown into situations with some basic academy training and then they are, you know, promoted or, or put into these situations and there's a real lack of education and training on how they deal with, with those particularly, um, you know, sexual assaults because, you know, I, I did a little bit of Googling and, um, 73% of law enforcement officers in the United States, based on the data that I Googled, it could have changed by now, but, um, are males. And so 80% of sexual assault victims are female. And so the, the, mm, what's the right word? Well, there's a disconnect there, right? Right. And the nuances of trying to um, interview a woman by a man in power, you know, can be very tricky. Well, and, so, I, and what I noticed in this is that, like you said, to interview, what they're doing is they're interrogating. Yeah. They're well, not, they, they're not interviewing the, the victim. They're interrogating the victim. Mm-hmm. And they're using the same tactics as they would to interrogate, you know, the, the person that, or the assailant. Right. Um, for whatever reason, lack of process, you know, lack of education, lack of training. Um, but I just wanted to kind of give that because I don't think either of us are like anti no enforcement or anti, no, you know, no, no. but no. this particular documentary does sort of focus as she researched what had happened in these cases, the system failed. Right. And it I seems like, it, and it seems like it's definitely in certain areas more so than others, mm -hmm. you know, so it, it kind of, it, that it differs state to state. So we're not saying it's, you know, the entire country, but, right. um, but yeah, it's, uh, I just felt like it was a, an important conversation because there were so many things that happened um, in those interviews or interrogations that it, it's almost like I, I want to talk to my girls about it, mm -hmm. you know, my daughters about it, because yeah. I think they were saying something about like, the, I think mainly most of the victims are between the ages of what, like 14 and 26. Uh, yeah, it was, like it was. Um, hold on. I took a screenshot of it. Yeah. Most of the, I think most of the reports, it was something like that, like four, between 14 and 26. These are really young girls, naive, you know, there's a naive, uh, naivete <laughs> to them. Right. Very, um, very immature. Right. Unable to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And, and advocate for themselves. Right. Um, and they've been traumatized. Exactly. So you add that into it and they don't know what the hell's going on. You know, they're just asking for help. <laughs> and it, I feel like it takes so much uh, bravery to even get to that point. Mm -hmm. Even to even go in and to admit like this, like this is what was done to me and I have to deal with that whole process. Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, I've I mean, I, I don't think I've ever talked about this on here, but um it had something similar happened to me. Um, and it was the first time I'd ever had sex, which was even, 
I don't know if that's worse. It's, it's all bad. Um, mm-hmm. and I had passed out at a, I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I had found out that he was having sex with somebody else and I wasn't having sex with him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was not okay with that. I mean, I was, I was definitely, um, you know, wanting to wait cause it was fairly new and that, you know, I was 17 and devastated and I went to a party with some friends and, um, two guy friends and I got really drunk and they ended up leaving and I ended up passing out in one of the guy's bedrooms and I woke up to him having sex with me and, uh, you know, obviously was confused, embarrassed, still drunk. Um, so I, I kind of like stopped him and he did stop. Um, but and then it ended up like one of the roommates, cause they were out of high school. They were, I think they were like probably 19 or 20 or something. And then one of his roommates gave me a ride home. And I just remember feeling so much shame about mm-hmm. it because I, I thought it was my fault. I mean, it never occurred to drunk. me. Yeah. I got drunk right. and, um, I, I went into this person's bedroom, mm-hmm. um, And it honestly didn't occur to me for years and years and years later that that was not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I was passed out, Right. (laughs) you know, and, and, and like I said, I mean, there's all different degrees of it, but consent is consent. And so it's like, you know, everybody like talks about their first or whatever. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it was always, um, you know, again, just really shameful for me that I put myself in that position. And I always felt like it was my fault that that happened. Um, and would have never gone and reported it because it didn't even occur to me at that time. I mean, I wasn't held down. I wasn't, you know, like, I mean, in some of these cases, I mean, these girls are being like, you know, um, physically, you know, held down and and they're fighting and they're, they're saying no and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so what I found interesting in, in like watching this and even my own views, having grown up very, you know, in the eighties in a culture where, you know, I mean, I remember the, what was the Jodie Foster movie, the accused or something like that, where she gets raped at a bar. And then I think they're in the, in the, the, I can't remember at what point it's been so long since I've watched it, but I just remember them saying like, well, you were wearing a short skirt. Right. I vaguely remember that. Like you're at, you're asking for it because of how you're dressing, you know, because men apparently can't control themselves. Um, and so that culture was, um, really prevalent and, uh, it, it's, it's crazy to me that even I thought for so long, because I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm kind of going in circles. I thought that when you saw somebody, because in in these cases that, that are in this documentary, the girls are, um, uh, why, why can't words are not coming to me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Everyone's like, just spit it out, Gina. They're, they're, uh, not claiming they're saying that they're guilty oh they 
They take a... <laughs> Why am I so well... stupid right now? <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Well, they end up the, the, they say you can take, we'll we'll go easy on you if you just say that you're guilty. Right. The police officers end up putting them in a situation which I can completely relate to this because of not wanting confrontation Mm -hmm. where they're not believing them. And these young girls who have just been traumatized, who thought they were going to do the right thing and, you know, going to an authority figure for help are now being told, like, we don't believe you. And so they're just kind of agreeing to say, you know, uh-huh. Okay. They're taking a plea of, of guilty. Yeah. And so, and they're taking the, in this documentary, the, the few girls that are highlighted in it, they take those statements as a confession. Right. Well, and, and, and what was also being shown that I thought was really interesting is how many of the, because the police are able to lie lie to them. And so what's happening is like in these interviews, they're telling them like, well, we have video of you getting in the car. Right. And then what's happening is these poor girls, they're going, wait, what? Like they know that didn't happen, Mm -hmm. but this person in authority is telling them that. And then that's when they sort of get them by, by telling them, you know, by lying to them basically. Right. Um, And then they kind of go, you know, well, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because a lot of the girls had had said in the in the documentary, I just wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. But like in their minds, they're like, this guy doesn't believe me. I'm I I feel like I'm, you know, the suspect now. I want to mm-hmm. get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they'll a few of them, the police would call them and say, Hey, like, we need you to come down. 
and talk about your case. And then they would go down there and then they would hit him with a, well, we're going to arrest you for filing a false police report, which has, right. you know, a, I'm sure it's d- maybe different state to state, but uh, I think this, it could be like a year in jail. Right. And so then that, then they'll plead, you know, guilty. But then right. what I was getting at <laughs> in my weird way is that <laughs> when I was, when I was younger, I would see something like that because then the, the news would pick it up, you know, or the, or the sheriff station themselves would like post on their Facebook. Like this is the picture of this person release their name. Cause they're no longer a victim. They're a perpetrator okay. and, you know, smear them all over the place. The news picks it up and now they're, and it's, and it's showing everybody like they pled guilty right. to lying. And I was victim of believing that. Like, I mean, if, I mean, if somebody's going to plead that they're guilty to that, then they're guilty. Right. Like, why would they say they're guilty yeah. if they're not? Right. Well, right. Well, now we know. <laughs> because they're terrified. Right. They're young. They don't know what that means. I, I, th- I found it really interesting that not one of them had an attorney present. Right. The well, because if you think parent. about it, if you're a victim, why would you need an attorney? Well, that's true. You know, I tell my kids, you never talk to the cops without an attorney. It doesn't matter what it's for. Right. Right. It doesn't matter. But if you've grown up in this culture of, you know, they're there to protect you and you're naive. Yeah. Then, and that's why I thought it was so important to kind of bring this up on the podcast, because I think, you know, if there's uh, young, young people listening Um, and you know, this is much more prevalent than, than people realize, um, that, you know, to bring up the fact that, you know, the police can lie to you, that you shouldn't talk to somebody without, you know, an attorney present, present. Um, if you're a a kid, you know, an underage, you should have your parent there. Um, and if you're a, you know, if mom listening to this or a grandma or anybody, I just think it's so important. And it's not just girls. I mean, this happens to boys also. Um, so I just, I just think it's a really important conversation to have that I never thought to have with my children. That's interesting that you never thought to have that conversation with your kids. I mean, I, I know I've no, had... I mean, I've talked about, you know, um, sexual assault, like things like that, right. but it never occurred to me to, to put the, the, that sort of thing happened to get guilty pleas that it can go the other direction, that it can go that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and to make, to make them aware of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, it just, I think probably because I thought that it, that anybody that was charged for it and pled guilty was guilty. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, oh God, there's so many, there's so many legs of this. I know. Um, I think in a way those girls thought that they were a little bit kind of similar to what you said that, you know, you put yourself in that situation and felt guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And so then, 
you know, these girls, because all of the stories that they, well, all but the one, but most of the stories were college girls or college age girls who were out having drinks, you know, had some guys talking to them, probably felt flattered, were just having a good time. And then they ended up, you know, having too much to drink or their inhibitions were, you know, dulled. And so they left with them. Right. Thinking that these are nice guys. And I think at that age, you know, there's a lot to be said for like, you know, getting attention and mm-hmm. being flirted with and having guys pay attention to you. I don't think a lot of girls that age realize that it can go south really fast, mm-hmm. especially if, you know, drugs and alcohol are right. Involved. And, and not saying that it's their fault at all. No, 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 no. Yeah. I know that, that I know you're not, I'm just saying like, it's, it's such a, it's such a hard thing, right? Because people should be able to, I'm not saying, Hey, if you're, um, you should be, you should get drunk. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but, but you should be able to feel safe Mm -hmm. if that happens, you know, uh, there should never be a reason. I mean, but it's, it's an unfortunate thing that it's just, that's just not the case. But, but saying that it's, well, and I think when you're younger, you just, you think, you know, everything, (laughs) Well, and you think you're invincible. Yeah, like you you're invincible. You're in control. You. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, alcohol does like dull your sense of danger. Right. You know, it just right. does. Well, I think that, I think that alcohol changes, you know, and drugs change everybody's perception of what's going on. And so when you throw that into the mix, they, they don't necessarily think that they're putting themselves into a potentially dangerous situation. Right. I mean, I, I put myself into that same situation, not that long ago and what dealt with a very similar thing that this documentary touches on. And even as a grown woman, uh, in her forties, hesitated to, you know, say anything or do anything because there is that fear of like, I'm not going to be believed. Right. So, and again, feeling like I put myself in this position, like Mm -hmm. you almost have to like talk yourself out of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, you know, and then, and then there's the trauma of it. Right. So, so you're not, you're not thinking straight anyway. Right. Like the Um, one girl said she like hadn't slept in four days and they called her back in and she, you know, was 10,000, you know, which how many, she was far away from home. Her parents weren't able to be there. So she was on her own. And, um, Yeah. And so I would like to think, and, you know, maybe this is just trying to mm, 
I don't want this to come across as making an excuse, but I would like to think that it's just a lack of education and a lack of process within the law enforcement community. And well, I think it is. I mean, they even interviewed that one guy that was talking about how they use this one kind of tactic when interrogating and in, like interrogating somebody. Mm-hmm. The and ruse, how, how they, ruse? Well, he ruse? called lying to them a ruse. A ruse. Right. Yes. Um, this ruse method or something. And, and I think that's the problem is that they're not looking at it as that they're a victim. It's kind of like once when they come in, it's like, they have to prove that this happened to them first of Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard because it's almost like, I feel like the more that they do it, the more they the more that they're like, oh, well, I mean, look at all these guilty people we have. Like, this is way more prevalent than we thought. Right. You know, so maybe there's that mentality to it. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I think that it's, like you said, it's, it's a lack of training um, specifically for, for that or, you know, for um, sexual assault, assault victims. Um, but yeah, uh, it was, it was just eye opening for me. And that's why I was, Cause I almost felt bad myself for just assuming that all these women were out there lying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or, and, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like everything else that's happening right now. Right. In, in the media or anything else, it's like, you start seeing all these things, you know, of these, these women that are pleading guilty, pleading guilty, pleading guilty, and more people being charged. And so you start thinking that it's a, it's almost like a, an epidemic of itself Mm -hmm. when it's not, it's so rare that that actually happens. And so it's kind of like fucking it up for everybody. Right. You know, like those few people that, you know, cause of course somebody has lied about something like that. Right. Um, but I think, uh, I can't remember what she said at the end of it, but she, there was something when she was doing this reporting, she thought it was just like these three cases and then it went up to something else. And then it was like, at one point it was like 160. She or said something that, like that. So she did, she worked on this story for four years and she was able to, to confirm 200 cases within oh, the United amazing. States of victims who then turned and were charged, were turned suspect and charged with um, filing a false police report. And that is just what she herself uncovered. Right. Her her team. Um, But yeah, four years, 200 cases is what they found. Just crazy. It is. It really is. It would be interesting to see the flip side of that though, and see how many of those, how many out of the 460,000 sexual assaults that are reported within the U.S., how many of those are, are actual false reports? Sure. And what percentage of those are actually prosecuted? You know what I mean? Right, right. It would, it would be interesting to get like a, a full, well-rounded picture. Right. But, um, well, it was interesting too, one because the, yeah. in, in one of them, oh, sorry, you want to, what? 
Oh, I was just going to say one of the statistics that they outlined um, at the end of the documentary, because they do go through a few statistics, it was 460,000 sexual assaults are reported in the U.S. per year or, or occur in the U.S. per year. 30% of those are reported and only 1% of those are actually prosecuted. Yeah, that's insane to me. I know. So where is, where are we, where is the system falling short in that, right? right. Is it, the, is the burden of proof on the victim? Well, it looks I like it. that it is right. based on what this documentary is showing. Well, and it, I know this is just one case that they highlighted, but there was one where this poor girl, I, I can't remember which girl it was, but she had gone through hours and hours and hours and hours of, uh, interrogation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when they asked the guy about it, it was like, he came in with his lawyer. He was there for like an hour or something like that. I mean, just mm -hmm. like very minimal. And it was mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, uh, no, I didn't do it. And then it was like, okay, <laughs> like that, that was it. Yeah. And and even at the end of the documentary, when they were interviewing the one policeman that was talking about this ruse method that he uses, mm -hmm. um, she had uncovered that in this, this case that he had done, one of the perpetrators um, or one of the suspects had had a sexual assault um, report before that mm -hmm. that he didn't even know about. Right. Because he never looked into it. He, he, he never, never looked into it. it. Yeah. No. So, um, it's like, you just see stuff like that and you think, what the fuck is going on? Right. Um, but yeah, so I highly encourage people to watch it. I do uh, too, because it was, it's, it's opening and it brings a lot of, um, a, a lot of different trains of thought and a lot of different conversation topics, you know, to the front of your mind to where it's like, okay, there's obviously something, something wrong. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where do we go from here? <laughs> what are we going to do about it? <laughs> no, I think just starting the conversation is, is doing something. Right. But that's what I'm saying. I, I think, I think that it's important for women to talk to women about it. And, um, the fact that you do see so much, so many women not being believed, um, it's, it's not going to help to not report it, but I think to advocate for yourself during that, you know, or to have people around you. And, and again, like having this conversation and seeing kind of the pitfalls of like how the police are dealing with something. So that way, if you find yourself or a loved one or a friend or whoever finds themselves in that position to try to empower them to, you know, how to go about it. Right. So they're not so that they don't feel like there's, you know, they're helpless in it. Right. Was kind of my thought. So. No, I agree. And yeah. I think that, um, I think that overall the, the 
the judicial system from what I've dealt with, and it's a separate, this is a whole separate beast, but I've, I went through a period of time where we were heavily involved in the family court system. Mm -hmm. And again, it was the burden of proof fell on the victims. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was put in the position to have to try and prove that there was harm, you know, happening. And because of the way the system is set up and the lack of education for the attorney family, you know, court attorneys and family court judges on different personality disorders and on different, um, psychiatric diagnoses, they, you know, like I said, the burden of proof fell on me to prove that that's what was happening. And, and this kind of brought up a little bit of that same feeling. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, having the conversation and letting the people that, you know, or that you love, like they're, they're, Hmm. What's the right word? What am I trying to say? Well, it's almost like you're having to like tell people how to navigate through something like that. Right. You know, to know that there are these pitfalls, um, and not just kind of go into it naively and thinking like, oh, well, you know, this person's going to help me, which is, which is sad that we have to do that. But I'd rather people around me, you know, be empowered to do that rather than go through it blindly. Right. So and and with any kind of with any kind of large system like that right there's there's laws and there's procedures and there's things in place that um are meant to benefit things as a whole and and but there's always like special circumstances or or different circumstances that it doesn't work for and this in this case, that is one of them where it's, it's not working for the victims right? or the people that need help. Um, I'm trying to choose my words really carefully. <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry I guys, we're kind of stumbling exact. through this because it's like, it's so hard because you want to, uh, it's interesting until I came like started doing this, I never really thought about what I said before I said it. (laughs) And it's not because I'm worried about being canceled or anything else. But then again, it's like part of that whole thing of me always like trying to look at things from two sides. Right. You know, or, and like you said, it's like very nuanced, right? So Mm -hmm. you don't want to say something and then somebody feel like, you know, like me even saying, uh, you know, that I, I felt shame. I'm not saying you should feel shame. I just, I felt that way, you know, like, and it's not shameful. Right. I didn't, I didn't do anything right. wrong, you know, um, uh, except for drink too much. Um, and that the, what it ended in is not had, should have, should have had nothing to do with, you know, I should have just had to have a really awful hangover mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe gotten grounded <laughs> right? You no, know, or something like that. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it is, it's hard, it's hard because 
You don't want it to look like we don't believe in our system or, you know, this country is shit or, you know, we hate police officers or we, you know, there's, I mean, cause even in this documentary, there's this one um, gentleman that was a um, ex ex uh, policeman that or a retired policeman that, um, you know, the way that they do things is very different. And mm-hmm. he was talking about like education on how to talk to victims and, and all of that. So, so, I mean, there's, it's definitely not like, a, um, you, every, everybody's bad or, you know, every experience is not my experience. Right. Um, so yeah. We're not making blanket statements here. Yeah, people. no blanket <laughs> statements. We're just talking about <laughs> little things that add up to maybe, you know, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big problem. It's a big problem. It needs to be addressed. Yes. It needs to be addressed. But, um, <laughs> but do we know how to fix it? Absolutely not. No, no. But, uh, at the end of the documentary, there is a website that, um, is for anybody who feels like they need support and it's wanna talk about it.com W a N N a talk about it.com. I haven't looked at it. I don't really know what it consists of, but I imagine it's, it's a resource for people to find, you know, support mm-hmm. local support. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, (laughs) I, that's the hard, that's a really, that's one of the really hard things though, right now, I feel like because of everything that's going on, there's so many things that it's like, people have very strong opinions on. It's like, this is wrong. This needs to be reformed. This needs to be changed. But when it comes down to your everyday life, it's kind of like, how do you, how do you do that? Right. And I think this is a, this is a fantastic way for us to be able to do that is just by having a conversation about it. And maybe, maybe somebody thinks about it. Maybe, maybe somebody has a counter argument, like email us with a counter argument about it. That right. We'll listen and, you know, talk about that too. Yeah. Well, and I don't really feel, I mean, I feel like just by, by sharing information, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, so yeah, uh, we would really encourage you guys to check it out. It's on Netflix. It's called victim Sus- suspect. Um, a lot of good information in there. And if you guys have any questions or anything, feel free or something you guys want us to talk about, feel free to email us at between the reps at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and we hope you guys have a wonderful day and we'll be a lot more lighthearted next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> next time I want to talk about that, that app. Yeah. That we're going to, yeah. Devin found a really cool app that we're going to talk about next time. More, more information to share. And makeup. Yeah. 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 Light, light shit. Okay, guys, thank you so much for going on this journey with us today. Uh, We appreciate you. Love you. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.